0: hi 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 hello everyone welcome to my broadcasts um, channel and this is Deborah Ola Tilly welcome once again okay so quickly I want to do a a quick is it exaltation or exposition i think it's exhortation because it's not it's not going to be a long one into um uh, prayers right so um i discovered that some believers or is it most i don't know most believers don't know the meaning of Pauline prayers alright some of them have not even heard it before okay so let me just give a brief on that Pauline prayers are basically the prayers that Paul prayed for the church and for the body of Christ okay so they are prayers that Paul prayed having journeyed through different churches in his time and then he saw the different needs of the church the different challenges the different happenings in the different churches and so because of that he prayed for each church in relation to what he discovered about each of the churches the Corinthian church the Ephesian church the Colossian church and the Philippian church all right even the church at Rome so having visited them he saw that a lot of things going on in the different churches some things to appreciate God for some things to beg God for some things to make requests for you know and all of those things and so he prayed for each of the churches and then he even prayed in general for the body of Christ so those are what we call Pauline prayers right and there are different um, different um, of the prayer session as regards the different churches so for this episode we're looking at um, plan prayers for the efficient church the first part of it and that is in Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 15 to to 19 basically Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 15 to 19. Well, basically to the end of Ephesians chapter 1, anyway, to so verse 23. But the prayers basically are within verse, verse 16 or verse 17 and verse 19. Alright. So we also found in Ephesians chapter 3 another another part of the Pauline of you know, Pauline prayers for the Ephesian church. But for this episode, we are looking at the Pauline prayers in Ephesians 1. Okay, so Ephesians 1, 15 to 23. Let me read through first before we go into the exhortation. Therefore, I also, after a head of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love for all saints, Do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in prayers so that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. I pray that the heights of your hearts be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of His calling and what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power? That he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who feels all in all amen and amen all right so but basically the blind prayers is between verse verse 17 and verse 19 okay so from verse 15 you see if if you're using a bible that is always you know giving topics to sections like the bible i have here is saying thanksgiving and prayer that's the topic of ephesians 1 from verse 15 thanksgiving and prayer so this is paul's prayer for the ephesian church okay so the first thing is he said therefore i also After I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love for all the saints. So, what now happened? You know, if you look at that verse, you see that verse 15 and verse 16 is not even a complete sentence. The sentence is completed in verse 17. So, it's a continuum. All right. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Up seventeen, but let's dwell on this verse fifteen and sixteen. So, Paul is saying that after he has heard of their faith in the Lord Jesus and their love for all saints he has not ceased to give thanks to God for them. So, you know, it's starting from therefore, I also. that means there are even a number of things that came up before that verse 15. And if you read from Ephesians chapter 1, you would see that he was talking about spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. After he greeted them, the next thing was, was talking about, you know, Spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. Okay. And then up on to verse 15, when he started with prayers and thanksgiving. So he's saying, therefore, after he has, you know, talked about spiritual blessings in Christ, I also, that is himself, Paul. After I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love for all saints. So that means this prayer is born out of what he Discovered what he heard about the Ephesian Church. <laughs> Excuse me. So that is what is prompting this prayer session. Okay. So he say, I cease not to give thanks to you and to make mention of you in prayers after I have heard of your faith and your love for all saints. Okay. And this brings me to one very important point, which is that believers are meant to pray for one another. We are supposed to pray for one another, for our church, our local assembly, and even for the body of Christ in general. We are to be making prayers for the body of Christ every time, every time, because we belong to that body, all right? So, the Ephesian church had been praying and interceding for the body of Christ. As a result of their love for the saints so apostle paul having discovered this about the official church had to also measure them in prayers and to give thanks to god for them all right so post is praying you know with respect to the fact that oh these people have seen their love and i've heard of their faith is strong and is giving thanks to god that you know the church is growing it's obvious that love is is you know the loving fellowship of the disciples as is as now you know extended even to the entire efficient church now the love is not now even just within the efficient church it's you know all over ephesians as per believers so he's saying you know verse 15 says <coughs> i therefore after ahead of your faith in the lord jesus and love for all they saints all the saints so he's not just talking about the common love that happens within maybe the leaders of the ephesian church or maybe just the local assembly of this ephesian church scripture says for all the saints so he even moves on to talk about you know the saints in Ephesians generally and even in the body of Christ okay so that is one thing we want to pick out from this it is that their steadfastness in faith okay is a good thing to to commend and to thank God for. So when you see people working in faith, growing in faith, it's it's worth thanking God for, it's worth giving thanks for. And when you see people working in love, it's worth thanking God for. Because these things don't just happen <coughs> naturally, they happen as a result of God helping us to show love scripture says that the love of christ is shed abroad in our hearts by the holy ghost so it is still christ helping us to love one another helping us to exhibit god's love to the saints okay and it is christ jesus that helps our faith that is is the one helping us to be strong in faith so it is very important that these things Should be, we should be thankful for them. We should give thanks to God for these things when it is seen, even in our lives personally, and when it is seen in the lives of others, right? So, Apostle Paul prayed that's you know, moving on, moving on to verse 17 now. So, let me read again from verse 15 so that we will get. The entire sentence, all right. So it says, Therefore, high also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, so that why is he isn't making mention of the efficient church in his prayers, so that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give to you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So good. He's making mention of them in prayers so that our Lord Jesus Christ can give unto them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So, this is Paul praying that the disciples develop an attitude of learning. An attitude where they they, they gain insights, greater insights into the knowledge of God. Okay, and having a knowledge of God is knowing God. And you cannot know God without revelation. We don't just know God. A carnal man cannot know God. Alright. A natural man does not understand the things of God. That is what scripture says in Corinthians. That a natural man does not. He cannot understand the things of God. So, even as believers, we need a constant, a consistent revelation of who God is. So, that is Paul praying for the official church in verse 17 that god will grant unto them the spirit of wisdom and then revelation in the knowledge of him gaining revelation of god or gaining the knowledge of god is not a carnal thing and it cannot be achieved in carnality you cannot actually gain a knowledge of god just by doing random and normal things no you cannot keep doing the normal normal just you know random everyday thing and you you are open to get to the knowledge of God that we know the knowledge of God comes when it is revealed to us when we seek it and then you know when we have wisdom to discern that okay this is God here so wisdom and revelation is needed to assess the knowledge of God to know who God is, is 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 not a is not a child's is not it's not child's play. It is it involves you seeking God to know him, you seeking his with you, you searching the scriptures, and when we search scriptures, it means we are exposing ourselves to the wisdom that is above the wisdom of man, and we will definitely find revelation in which in, in this in scriptures. Okay, so. Is praying for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, so in the knowledge of Him, who in the knowledge of God, that God will continually reveal Himself to the efficient church, that God will continually re- reveal or you know, release revelation and wisdom onto the efficient church so that they can know Him the more, you know. It is safe to say that for the efficient church to be able to walk in love towards all the saints and to have grown in faith, it, it's because of the knowledge of God that they have. And if they must continue to grow in the things of God, it means they must continue to, you know, have access to the knowledge of God. They must continue to gain the knowledge of God. Knowledge of God is not something we gain. And then we just, you know, close our Bible and say, okay, I already know God. There is nothing to know again. No. We keep knowing God every day. See, we see Jesus face to face. We cannot stop knowing God. We keep seeing Him. We keep knowing Him every day. All right. So, Paul is praying for them that they receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. So this shows that we need constant knowledge and consistent knowledge of God. It is not a one-time thing that, okay, I accessed God's knowledge yesterday. Let me wait till next month. No, it's a daily thing, it's a conscious thing, it's a consistent thing. Okay, so knowing God is not something that can be done in the flesh. To know God, there is a need for a higher level of wisdom, and revelation that comes from God it doesn't come from anywhere else it comes from God and this is the prayer of Paul to the Ephesian church verse 18 says I pray that the heights of your hearts of your hearts be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power? Amen. So, Paul also prayed in you know, verse 18 and 19 out that their spiritual eyes be opened. The eyes of, of their hearts simply means their spiritual eyes. Yeah, so the eyes of their heart is their spiritual health. So Paul prayed that their spiritual eyes be opened and, you know, lightened, be flooded with light. That's what another translation says. So that they may know three basic things. He mentioned three basic things that he wants them to know. And that's why he's praying that light comes upon them. Number one is the hope of his calling who's calling the hope of Jesus calling number two is the riches of the glory of his inheritance and the saints who's inheritance Jesus the riches of the glory of Jesus's inheritance and the saints and then number three is the exceeding greatness of his power towards world who believe whose power Jesus so three basic things That we really need to take note of is is calling, his inheritance and his power. Okay. So, first is, it says that they may know the hope of his calling. The hope of Jesus calling for believers. What is the hope of Jesus calling for believers? And you know, this is a prayer every believer should keep praying every day of their life that they will continue to hold, know what is the hope of Jesus' called. You know, it's not, it's a broad um, stuff. It's not a one single line thing that Jesus came to do for us. It's a massive and mind-blowing thing that if we start to allow the Spirit of God to breathe upon our hearts, to so open up these things to us, we see that it's it's, it's more than what we thought it was okay so to know the hope of jesus calling what is jesus calling for believers you know jesus was calling to the earth. so what hope does he give to believers what hope is jesus calling to you what what is the hope like jesus calling what's the kidney what's the you know what's the main demand there? what's the cocoa there for believers you get it, so that is what that is what that part is saying that the hope of his calling for believers, you know, because Jesus already know what's the hope of his coming, and his calling is for us, it's coming, Jesus is coming, Jesus is calling is for us, it's not for him. He did everything for us. He was called for us. He came for us. So the hope of his calling is, is for believers. But you need to understand what it is, what it entails. And this can only be understood as God grants you revelation and insight into his word. So you see that this is a very important prayer to always pray. Right. so number two thing is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Oh my God, the riches of the glory. Okay, so the glory as riches, the glory of what? The glory of his inheritance in the saints. Can you see that even his inheritance is for us? Oh God, so we are partakers of Christ's inheritance. But we need to know what it is. It is not just just okay to know that you have an inheritance in Christ Jesus. If you don't understand what that inheritance entails, the enemy can still use it against you. It is very important that you comprehend the riches of the inheritance that God has made possible through His grace for us. The riches of the inheritance, like the, the... the, ah I don't know how, how best to explain it but the everything that makes something here that's the riches you know when you 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 what's the word now you know when you buy something especially the edibles there's a way you say that ah oh rich like you know when you buy maybe like meat pie or something. And you eat it, you know that. Oh, this meat pie is oh, is rich. Is because is rich means that is filling. What what is what is what is filled up in the meat pie is, is correct. Is substantial. Is standard stuffs. You know, it's not one um any kind of vegetable or carrot or potatoes that is inside It's something substantial something of what that is inside it and that is what this is also saying that the riches of the glory of his inheritance so the inheritance is rich it's, it's not just any kind of you know the inheritance that we get when our parents go to be with the lord and they put down a will for us it's beyond that it's the, the inheritance that christ jesus you know, conferred upon us is, is is massive, is great and it is very important that we know it and understand it so that we will not be deprived of it. Okay, So let me give an analogy. It is not enough for you to know that money has been kept in the bank for you. Okay, So the money in the bank is your inheritance but you need to understand which bank is it going to which bank is the money kept? What is the amount of the money? Is the amount in, in dollars or in naira? You know, then you need to know the... um What is it called? The everything that it entails, you need to understand it. That is how you will not be deprived of it. Imagine you know that, okay, it is this... it is Even if you know that, okay, it is GT bank that my money has been you know saved and kept for me as my rentals and you get to GT bank you should be able to you know say that this is so 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 so. Is so so so, this is the so so amount that i am entitled to you should be able to say that it is true that they will have it maybe on your dashboard or something it's going to be on their computer in the bank but if you don't know it they can manipulate some things It could be 5K and they tell you it's 3K. What will you do when you don't know the exact amounts? You know? If you're not even sure and you get there, they could tell you, oh, your money was transferred about a month before your dad passed away. It was transferred to another bank, so we don't have it in here again, you know? And they're like, really? You but Because you don't have enough information, you don't know everything that this whole package that was kept for you entails You you will be lost. You are not going to be sure whether they are lying or they are saying the truth You will not know where else to turn to So it is not enough to know that we have an inheritance in Christ Jesus. All right It is very important that you understand what exactly What are what, what does this inheritance entails? You get it so this is a very good prayer point that you don't want to stop praying. Because, you know, lines upon lines, set upon present, we get to understand all these things. So, you don't get a prayer, but you, you you know it's finished, okay? When it comes to God and His Word, you keep knowing on a daily basis. So, you want to be praying these prayers every time that God I want to know the riches of the glory of my inheritance. Yes, the inheritance has been conferred unto saints. You are a saint, I'm a saint. And by saint, I mean a believer in Christ Jesus. So if it has been conferred to you, is it not wisdom that you seek it and try to know what it is? Like, what is it exactly? It's just like saying they gave you a package in your name. Want to try and find out what is in the package? It is wisdom to do so. You need to know what's there. You need to know what is there, so that you will not be deceived, all right. Okay, so the third part of this is what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards all who believe. So this is still talking about we believers what exactly is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what is the greatness of god's power towards believers how great and mighty you know the power of god is in a believer speaks of how much a believer can achieve and make happen did you get that how great and mighty the power of god is in a believer speaks of how much a believer can achieve and make happen. So, it is not you, 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 don't just want to understand that you have power. You know, it's, it's, it's. Every believer should, in fact, every believer most likely know that they have power. But that's all they know. They don't know any other things. They don't know the exceeding greatness of that power. You must know what what a power can do like you must know what is 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 like a policeman a policeman has power right yes if you are going on the road and you say policeman if you ask you to stop it is just you just must stop he has power but there is still something the policeman needs to understand about his power are there boundaries to this thing can I stop every single person I see on the road, even if it's, you know, a government official, a soldier? You know, can I stop just anybody, or are there, are there levels to this thing? What is this power? Is, is it, if I'm a policeman, you know, your states, if I get to Kogi states, can I still stay on the road and? And just stop anybody, even if I don't have my uniform on, but I have my ID card. Is anybody going to respect me? Are they Are they going to Is it Is is it binding by the law that they should respect me? These are things you need to know as regards to the power that has been handed over to you. You must know the jurisdiction of the power, the boundaries, and all. Okay, so it, it's it is same when we when we are talking about our faith. The exceeding greatness of its power. What is it for us? What is it? What does it mean? And I dare to tell you that the power of God has no limits. It has no boundary. It has no jurisdiction. The only thing is that you don't use the power of God for your selfish reasons. You've been given the power of God for kingdom purposes alright you don't use it for selfish reasons okay God's power is effective and that power has been conferred on us look what verse 19 says he says what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards what who believe according to the working of his mighty power so this thing is according to the working of God's mighty power. So, the power He gave us is according to the working of His mighty power. So, so it's the same. It is the same. If it is working according to God's mighty power, then it is just automatic now. The way it works for Jesus is the way it works for us. So, These are basic things that we need to understand as believers. An understanding of this will make us use the power the right way. At the right time and in the right manner. Okay. And so this is also a prayer you don't want to stop praying that your eyes be opened to know the exceeding greatness of this power. So that when you get at a certain junction in your life, or you get to a place, or you are in a circumstance or a situation, you know that you can make use of the power you have in Christ Jesus to make things happen for you. You know for sure that the power you have received can solve this problem. It doesn't just come by no more random things. It comes from a deep understanding of what Jesus has done for you. And that's why Paul had to really take his time to pray for the Ephesian church concerning these things. And it is something we have to also pick up as believers. You know, verse 19 says, according to the power of, to the working of his mighty power. So you see that it is christ doing it according to his power so our power is working according to his power so it is christ working these things out in us in fact if you look at verse 19 you know from verse 18 into 19 into 20 into 21 is the the the, the real complete sentence if you you no, take note of the punctuation marks and all. So, verse 19 says, And it and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards what who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, that he worked in Christ's, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above, you know, like that, like that, like that. So, it is according to the working of his mighty power that he worked in Christ. So, the greatness of the power that we believers have received is according to the mighty power that worked in Christ that raised him when he was raised from the dead. You see how mighty that power is. So mighty. So, so mighty. But we must understand it. If you don't understand it... The enemy can still you know push you to and fro and you know this was what happened to Eve in the Garden of Eden that the enemy can still come you know, and start to question her around what God has done so if you don't understand the hope of your calling you don't understand the riches of the inheritance you have received in Christ you don't understand the exceeding greatness of god's power that is at work in you you know the enemy can come and start to question you around it and of course when you don't understand something you cannot give the right answer you don't even know the right answer because you don't understand so you you are yeah you are you are very very you know at very you're a very good prey to be tossed to and fro and become confused so an understanding of these things are very very important and we understand these things when we sit with god search the scriptures trust the spirit of god to grant us insight and revelation that's how we know these things okay it won't jump on us it won't jump on us so as you continue to pray you know just like the just like paul prayed for the Ephesians. You also need to stay with the word and sit and learn. Okay. That is you, you know, having gaining a knowledge of him. That's how it works. And I want to so really pay attention to three things, you know, just before I round up. Is calling, is inheritance and is power. That those are three key things mentioned in this polite prayer session. Is calling. That's Christ calling, Christ's inheritance and Christ's power. We have everything. Everything is unto us. Christ's calling is unto us. Christ's inheritance is unto us. Christ's power is unto us wow so good so he has done all these things unto us it is even a show of appreciation when you seek to understand what christ has done for you okay and uh, by god's grace as we go along we look at our identity in christ jesus all right so this is the end of my short exhortation and i would really encourage us as you listen to me, that you start to get serious with Pauline prayers, you know, and it's so simple. It's, it's it's not, you know, it's it's just three verses of the Bible. It's something you can always pray every morning you wake up and every night before you go to bed. And before you know it, it you get so so, it it gets so stick to you. And you get used to it. That even while you are on the go, you are in the toilet, you are in the backyard, you are in the kitchen, you are in the market, you are driving, you start to say them, you start to pray them, you start to confess them because they get stick to you, yeah. When you continue it, and it's so simple, it's just so simple. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of my understanding be enlightened, that I may know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to me who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Amen. Simple. It's not even up to two minutes, and you pray it, and then you pray it, you... so you are praying the word. One of the ways you can, the word works for us, okay. One of the ways we see results in our lives is when we pray the word, not just praying what we want, but praying the word. You know, when you take confessions, what are you confessing? Confess exactly what the word is saying. That is how we get results. All right? Exactly what the word is saying. Just confess it. So, I really encourage that you pray these prayers. Pray You can dedicate 15 minutes every morning to pre polite prayers. My prayers are prayers that I've been praying for a while, and I know how, how awesome they are. And I know that if you pray, then you see results. You see, your eyes will be flooded with lights. You will gain wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. I can assure you. Because you are praying to God when you pray these prayers, and He's going to answer you. It's it's just that's just. The way it is, it's going to answer you when you pray. Alright, so I encourage us that as we continue in our life's journey, we should take polite prayers very serious. No you know, add to this um, exhortation so that we don't just pray and pray them, pray them, because they said you should pray them, and without having an understanding of why. And I believe with this message, you have been able to really say why you should pray these prayers all right all right so we are done we're done we are done we are done thank you so much for coming around to listen please feel free to ask your questions feel free to drop a message for me and feel free to share with others so that they can be blessed all right thank you thank you so much and i pray that as you listen you know and continue to listen or to take decision to really get more serious with polite prayers and praying the word the lord will grant you grace in jesus name and you will see massive results and transformation in your life in jesus name i pray amen 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 Okay, so thank you so much for coming around. I'm grateful. And my name is Deborah Oladele for those that will just be listening to this for the first time. Okay, I am Deborah Oladele and I am called to raise and build men for the kingdom. Thank you, and I will see you next time. Bye bye.